0: Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontes, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. No one wishes to feel pain. And most of us will do anything to try to avoid it. Now when I was 15, I played on Franklin High's football team. And uh, I was uh, about 215 pounds. Uh, I won't tell you what I weigh now, but uh, that weight was a little bit better proportioned back in those days. And we were playing Edison High School. My position was left defensive tackle. And the right offensive tackle on the other team was this fellow named Ollie McNeil. Ollie McNeil was six foot seven, 300 pounds. Fear ran through me when I looked at him. His helmet looked like the size of a Volkswagen bus. His shoulder pads seemed to go forever. And uh, I'm looking at where am I going to hit this guy? Fortunately for me, I noticed that his stomach area was not protected or covered. And uh, how many of you remember waterbeds? Waterbeds, yeah. You ever jump in a waterbed? Well, I tell you, when that ball was snapped, I ran right into Ollie McNeil, and it was like running into a waterbed. And I was so pleased because it didn't hurt. It was like playing bouncy ball, only on your feet. You know, it was... So I came away with knowing that You know, uh, what I feared actually turned out to be pretty fun, you know. But that's how fear is a lot of times. The last uh, area of fear, natural fear, is the fear of abandonment. I don't know if any of you have ever felt abandoned. But being left without family or friends or anyone to help. When I came back from Vietnam... For about a year, I had this reoccurring nightmare that all the Americans left Vietnam and left me there. I was all alone. And I woke up in a cold sweat. Fortunately, that only lasted a short time. But I tell you, that is a fear. To just We need people. We need family. We need friends. That's what helps sustain us and God provides that for us. So next I want to talk about the fear of phobias, which is a form of a mental disorder. However, many of you will probably say that some of these fears cross over into what I call natural fears. Fear of heights. Anyone here fear of heights? Okay, all right. Fear of flying. Uh, Okay. now, fear of heights and fear of flying are kind of closely related. Um, in a plane, though, you're up about 35,000 feet. Um, some fear of heights are on your second or third tier of a ladder. And I would suggest anyone 65 or older do not get on a ladder, okay? I know a couple of guys here that do that. I'm not going to mention any names, uh, Roger Stafford. Um, <laughs> There's a fear of closed spaces or claustrophobia. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Um, Fear of snakes, spiders, and dogs. Oh, cockroaches, yeah. (laughs) Now, spiders and cockroaches uh, don't bother. Well, I'll smash them. But uh, snakes, if you see a snake, you uh, try to avoid the snake. Dogs, I love dogs. But if one's growling at me and not wagging his tail... You kind of give it some space. The fear of being in the dark. Anyone fear of being in the dark here? Uh, I don't remember ever being afraid of the dark when I was younger. Wait, well, Maybe after watching one of those monster movies when I was about 10 years old. That would last for a short time. Fear of storms, lightning, and thunder. I actually like lightning and thunder. But you know what? I'm not going to go outside and hold up a, a metal object um, because common sense is that's not a smart thing to do. Fear of needles. I remember when I went in the service, there was at least one or two guys that would faint in the sight of an... It wouldn't even go in yet. and They would just faint. And uh, How about fear of driving a car? Anybody afraid of driving the car? Now, if you're driving in Southern California, I consider that a natural fear. So... The third area of fear that I wrote down was the fear of God. Now, that's a good fear, but it really means to hold God in reverence, in awe, in high esteem, and recognizing God's unlimited power, love, and holiness. And lastly, spiritual fears. And I would kind of want to address that more than any other fear here today. First of all, the fear of using the gift of God that he has given you. In 2nd Timothy 1:7, Paul is writing to Timothy. And this is Paul's last letter before he was to be executed. And he was to turn over the church of Ephesus into Timothy's care. And, but he knew Timothy was young and a little timid. So, Paul wanted to encourage him in the faith. And let me read a little bit here, where Paul is talking to Timothy. You see, Paul knew that soon he would be executed. So, he wrote his final thoughts to his son, Timothy, passing to him the torch of leadership, reminding him of what was truly important. And encouraging him in the faith. Imagine how Timothy must have read and reread every word. This was the last message from his beloved mentor. Paul, because of the situation and the recipient, this is the most intimate and moving of all Paul's letters and his last. Paul's introduction is tender. And the love he has for Timothy exudes from every phrase. He then reminds Timothy of the qualities necessary for a faithful minister of Jesus Christ. Now, how many here realize that you are all ministers of Jesus Christ? We're all ministers of Jesus Christ. So where it says, Timothy, I'm going to replace we or me. So we go, we should remember his call and use his gifts with boldness. We are to keep the truth. We are to prepare others to follow him in the ministry. We are to be disciplined and ready to endure hardship. We are to keep our eyes and our mind focused on Christ. Paul challenges us to hold on to sound doctrine reject error, and avoid godless chatter, correctly handle the word of truth, and to keep our lives pure. Another area of spiritual fear is rejection for sharing our faith or testimony. I've been guilty of that. Fear to acknowledge your faith In Jesus Christ You know there are areas of our world right now people are being jailed tortured and killed For acknowledging their faith in Jesus Christ Fortunately, we live in a country where that is not happening yet Fear to minister those in need If we have an opportunity to do something good and we don't do it What does the Lord say? It's sin. Fear of meeting new people. You know, God and the Holy Spirit makes these divine appointments for us, gives us opportunities to share who we are and to eventually share our faith. But a lot of people are afraid, bashful. The fear of suffering for your faith, which is closely related to acknowledging your faith in Jesus Christ. Now, there's certain byproducts of giving in to spiritual fear, such as spiritual fear. It leads to not trusting God. It leads to lack of faith. It leads to lack of activity, like serving one another and it also leads to spiritual depression. Unbelief is a spirit. That spirit of unbelief is what made Israel wander in the desert for 40 years until all the unbelievers died. It leads to not seeing God as he truly is. Seeing our fears and our problems as those bigger than who our God is. Now, anyone remember VeggieTales? VeggieTales, yeah. Well, I used to watch VeggieTales with my grandkids. And after about 10 minutes or so, my grandkids would run off. And I would sit there and watch VeggieTales by myself for about an hour. <laughs> but I remember one of the songs that says, God is bigger than the boogeyman. And... Uh, I always remember that. So uh, whenever I see a boogeyman, I kind of remember, my my God's bigger than that. So (laughs) another area, and this is huge, giving in to the lies of the enemy. Who can relate to that? Oh. Who remembers Tokyo Rose? World War II, not many. (laughs) If you look at History Channel, you'll probably know who Tokyo Rose is. But uh, she was good at psychological warfare. And uh, that was during World War II. Well, during the Vietnam War, and while I was there, we would listen to this great music coming on the radio, and in between all these great songs that the North North Vietnamese would play would be Hanoi Hannah. And Hanoi Hanna would come on the radio and say, oh, all you Americans, this is a needless war. You need to go home. You know, you need to surrender. We'll send you home to your families. Of course, no one really believed that they would send us home to the families. Um, but they were trying to do is discourage the American soldiers from what they were doing there. And that's psychological warfare. And that's what our enemy uses the enemy of our soul. That's why we have to have a lot of discernment in what we listen to on the radio and what we watch on television because the enemy is very subtle. He'll just give you little bits and pieces. And then we are to be able to determine what's right or wrong. So let me ask you, what is the most effective tool Satan has against God's children? Fear. Fear. It says Satan goes about as a roaring lion, looking for whom he can devour. Now, I've also heard that uh, when Jesus died on the cross, he descended into Hades, ripped out of Satan's hands the keys of sin and death, and rendered him without power against the saints. Now, let's make something clear here first, though. Satan is more powerful and smarter than us humans. However, that's a big however. He is not more powerful and smarter than the Holy Spirit who dwells inside all believers. Do I hear an amen? (laughs) Amen. So I have more rhetorical questions to ask you and you don't have to answer it here but something you might want to answer to yourself is giving in to spiritual fear a sin is not believing god a sin is not trusting god a sin is not using the faith that god gives us to all believers a sin it says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. If we are given power, love, and a sound mind, shouldn't that equal faith? I say yes. And faith not of our own, Paul says. Faith is a gift from God. And it is freely given to all believers. However, faith is an action word. It's a verb. Faith must be seen. Faith must be walked out and lived out throughout our lives here. How do we gain faith? Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. It's getting into this book every day of our lives. So there's some faith-building scriptures, and I would encourage you to maybe write these scriptures' titles down in your notes, um, and then maybe go through them later in your Bible. The first one is Isaiah 41.10. It says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Hebrews 13, 6. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? Psalm 23, 4, even though I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Psalm 27, 1, the Lord is my light and my salvation, whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life, of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 46, one through three. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the sea, though its water roars and foams and the mountains quake with their surging. Psalm 91, verses one and two. He who dwells in the shelter of the most high will rest in the shadow of the almighty and I will say of the lord you are my fortress my god in whom I trust Deuteronomy 31:6 and there are many more than just what I'm sharing here this morning but Deuteronomy 31:6 God is talking with Joshua he says be strong and courageous Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, the enemy, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. John 14, 27, and this is Jesus himself speaking to his disciples. Peace I leave with you, peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. There's a couple other verses here, not on your screen. 1 Peter 5, 7, cast all your anxiety, fears on him because he cares for you. This is part of a Psalm 34, and I'm going to read you 34 verses 4 through 9. And it goes as follows. I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look at him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called, and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them taste and see that the lord is good blessed is the man who takes refuge in him fear the lord you his saints for those who fear him lack nothing and there's one more verse here i'd like to share with you and that's romans 8:28 i know you're familiar with this and it says and we know that in all things god works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. Now, I wonder how many of us really believe that. I mean, when when the stuff hits the fan, when you're down in the lowest parts, how can we see good? Now I was there. I want to share a story about Oh, over 30 years ago, almost 40 years by now. And uh, my sister who lived in Oakland uh, at the time was uh, pregnant, out of wedlock. And she was considering having an abortion. So I went to her a couple times. I drove to Oakland and I shared the word with her. And uh, asked her to please reconsider and guess what she did, she reconsidered, she had a baby daughter beautiful baby daughter and uh, I think at that time I didn't really understand it but a little bit of pride was in me as look what I was able to do for the Lord hmm well four months later I get a Phone call right before I'm to lead worship at Bethel Bible Church. My sister called, said her baby daughter. Her baby daughter died. Now I need to tell you. I led worship that morning, but my heart wasn't in it. I was truly angry at God. I don't subscribe this to anyone here. I raised my fist to God and I said, how dare you? But see, God had a plan. was better than mine. My fear was my sister will never, ever come to the Lord. But a few months later, she gave her heart to the Lord, made Jesus her Lord and Savior. You see, God knew she was going to accept him. She's now with the Lord. My sister died a few years ago. She's also with her baby daughter. That was a better plan than mine. So I had to eat a lot of humble pie for a long time. So why does God give us all these scriptures about trust and not fearing? It's because He has a special reward for us. I call it the icing on the cake. And I'm going to read from Titus chapter two, verse thirteen. It says, while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Revelation 3:10. Since you have kept my command to endure patiently, I will also keep you from the hour of trial that is going to come upon the whole world to test those who live on the earth. Now, if you know me, you know that I'm a pre-tribber. And it's verses like this that make me believe that God is going to get us out of here before the seven-year tribulation. that's up for debate, I realize that. But it says, I will also keep you from the hour of trial. The hour of trial is the seven-year tribulation. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 51 and 52. Listen, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will all be changed in a flash, in a twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, the dead will be raised imperishable, and we will be changed. John 14, 1 through 3, Jesus is saying, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's home are many rooms or many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there, he said, to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back. I will come back and take you to be with me so that you also may be where I am. First Thessalonians 4, 13 through 18. Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. And according to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left till the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep for the Lord himself will come down from heaven with the loud command and with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage and comfort each other with these words. There's a song sung by Phil Wickham, the title of which says, Battle Belongs is the name of the title. I'm gonna read the lyrics for you. It says, when I see, when all I see is the battle, you see my victory. When all I see is the mountain, You see a mountain moved. And as I walk through the shadow, your love surrounds me. There's nothing to fear for I am with you. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees. With my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And if you are for me, who can be against me? For Jesus there's nothing impossible for you. When I see when all I see are ashes, you see the beauty. Thank you God when all I see is the cross. God, you see the empty tomb. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. So when I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And every fear I lay at your feet. Oh God, The battle belongs to you. As I read this prayer, would you uh, bow your heads and hearts with me? Heavenly Father, this world is a mess. Your apostles and prophets had warned us that these days would come, and we are watching them unfold before our very eyes evil has never been so prevalent in the world and the end has never been so close we are witnessing the birth pangs of the tribulation which is to come lord we reject the spirit of fear rather we claim the spirit of power love and that of a sound mind lord help us to sense the urgency of spreading the gospel the good news In these last days help us to tarry and persevere until we hear the shout of the archangel and for the trumpet call of God we look forward Lord to living with you for all eternity and with all other believers who have gone before we also look forward to the new heaven and the new earth you have prepared for us we thank you for the gift of eternal life We thank you for taking us from fear to faith, Lord. And we give you all the honor, praise and glory now and forevermore in Jesus name, amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.